Hello there and welcome to the first episode of the Long Live Rock and Roll podcast. My name is Laz Michaelides and with me is my esteemed co-host, Mr. Felipe Amarim. How you Hello doing, everyone. Felipe? I'm fine and you, Laz? Yeah, not bad, man. It's been good. We had a nice weekend, haven't we? Yeah. Felipe's been over. We uh, had some meat. Quite a lot of meat. Exactly. Yeah, watched some Formula of meat. 1. And we got the uh, Formula 1 tour today, which would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, Formula 1, rock and roll, good food. Doesn't get any better than that, does it? Better than sex, drugs and rock and roll, right? Not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> can I say that? You can. Um, so welcome to our podcast. This is the first episode of the Long Live Rock and Roll podcast. Um, just to give you guys an idea of what we're going to aim to do with this podcast uh, is that myself and Felipe, we are big lovers of uh, rock and roll music, aren't we? Which is a very broad term. All sorts of rock and roll, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And... We are very big fans of the old 60s and 70s rock and roll, aren't we? And the got everything, right? Queen, Zeppelin, Cream, just we love it all. Um, and as you have probably read in our bio and in our what this show is about, we believe that rock and roll is unfortunately taking a back seat in today's society and it's getting overlooked by quite a bit of modern music. Um, there's good modern music, don't yeah. get wrong. There's plenty of good stuff yeah. going around, but we believe that... A lot of it came and was influenced by the good bands in those 60s and 70s era, the Beatles, you know, all that good stuff, the Kinks, the Rolling Stones, the Who, well, we everyone. We still have some good stuff, but as I said, it might be taking the back seat now, but there's still some good stuff out there, which we might talk about. Isn't it? Exactly. So this show, we just hope a name to, well, we're going to do some album reviews. We're going to discuss some bands. We're going to have some debates about you know, certain categories and aspects of rock and roll, um, but all in due course. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to... Basically, all things rock and roll. All things rock and roll. That's it. <laughs> um, so, again, welcome, and this is the Long Live Rock and Roll podcast. Um, so we thought we'd start off today by saying and asking the question, what is rock and roll? What is rock yeah. and roll? That's the title question, of this yeah. episode, we called it Rock and Roll is Dead. Felipe, do you want to take uh, take us on why we decided to name this? You can, now? yeah, you can say rock and roll is dead. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought that would be a good title because it's shocking. Yeah, rock and roll is dead, and also that's something what, that has been. What, what is that? What can I do? No, someone <laughs> killed rock and roll. Yeah. Was it hip hop? Was it Taylor Swift? Who who killed rock and roll? Uh, honestly, uh, that's that's something that, that um, it's not the first time people say rock and roll is dead, and uh, that that has been said many times. Um, in the history of music, I remember clearly watching Pink Floyd live at Pompeii, and there's some scenes from them like recording the Dark Side of the Moon. So you would kind of think that when Pink Floyd was recording the Dark Side of the Moon, there was like a magic moment for the history of rock and roll. But then there's was one... that 1973? Yeah. So you, some... there, there were so many yeah. moments that we still think, wow, so well, early that's 70s, like, well, yeah, great rock and roll stuff. Exactly. And Dark Side of the Moon, come on. And then you have Roger Waters saying something to the camera like, yeah, they sing rock and roll is dead again, but every 10 years someone says that, etc. So what, what, wait a minute. People were saying that rock and roll is dead when Pink Floyd was recording The Dark Side of the Moon. So people are going to always claim that rock and roll is dead or it's not relevant anymore. Um, but I believe rock and roll is always going to be relevant and um, will always be relevant and it will always be um, appreciated by, by quite a lot of people because it does have some historical value in terms of music, but also rock and roll goes way beyond music. You know, it's an attitude, it's a it's, lifestyle, isn't it? Yes, and it's a culture, isn't it? I mean, since, since 
the Beatles, sing some bands, they, they kind of became uh, mandatory subjects for history books. You can't deny the importance of rock and roll. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I was reading when we were doing the notes for this show that rock and roll actually, um, some music, uh, what do you want to call them, critics or historians have cited that rock and roll is the, it was the first genre of music that defined an era that, yeah. that, that gave um, an identity to teenagers uh, with, the, with you know, in the youth and the music that was coming out. Because something I was reading is how interesting uh, mostly the lyrics of rock and roll music back in those days, like, you know, the early, uh, late 40s, early 50s. Um, it was very kind of trivial. It was, it would talk about dating, sex, yeah. life, basically, fast cars. Yeah, you know, basically going out and having fun. Yeah. That was all about. But that was... Um, you know, the most rock and roll attitude you could have at that time is say like, I don't care about what people say, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna have fun, I'm yeah. gonna have it, you know, have fun my own way. And I think uh, it's interesting to know to notice that um, in America especially, you would have, you know, uh, the R&B charts for black audiences and you have the pop charts, pop at the time would be like Frank Sinatra, that kind of stuff, yeah. for the white audiences. And rock and roll was the first one that kind of merged those you know two audiences especially young boys yeah, and girls they, they, they're like I, I don't care I, I shouldn't be listening to this because I belong to a certain community I, I want to listen to rock and roll and it's interesting this guy from um, Cleveland Ohio called Alan Freed had a, a radio show and he was a DJ and he actually well some people claim he's the guy who came uh, came up with the, the, the term rock and roll because he, he was playing a mix of R&B and jazz and you know blues country gospel everything in his show and said this this is just like what i like listening to i don't have to fit in one category and this is rock and roll yeah so uh so it's interesting you had those guys like fats domino and bill haley and his comments and those guys were uh, um playing the first kind of uh, uh incarnation of rock and roll and it was all about up tempo dancing Kind yeah, of distorted rhythms. guitars, amplified instruments. Yeah, but the, not not so much distortion at the beginning. But for instance, if we listen to Fats Domino, it's more piano. But you can hear the blues. He's really cool because you can hear the blues and gospel in there more clearly. But it's it's just it's another vibe. Yeah. It's more up tempo. It's more like let yourself lose. You know, it's it, it's a it's a completely different vibe compared to to the early stuff. And then we when you listen to Bill Haley, that's okay. There's guitar solos. Yeah. Right. And if you listen to the first, uh, I don't know if you can call it the first rock and roll number one hit, but in 1955, we had Bill Haley uh, um, scoring like a number one hit uh, with Rock Around the Clock. I think that's really relevant. It's a milestone because you have the word rock. In so the song title. Rock Around the Clock. Well, that's something, you know, a lot of things um, I was looking at and reading stuff that said that rock and roll music is actually one of the first kinds of music that um, sung about itself. Yeah. Well, it, it celebrates itself. Yeah, um, it does. I had some examples. You know, for example, so as a, as a continuation, so these aren't rock and roll tunes, the ones that I've noted down, but they are songs like what rock and roll did, celebrating itself. So Baba O'Reilly, Smells Like Teen Spirit, 
Hey Ya, the song 1999. They're songs that celebrate music. Yeah. And, you know, just music the, that talks mu- about music. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's what rock and roll introduced. It's, you know, how many songs that where you say, you know, I just want to rock and roll. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, Led Zeppelin's rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, and, that's uh, yeah, exactly. But I think it was interesting you said earlier, um, one of the, I think the key factor that isn't really attributed so much to rock and roll when we discuss it nowadays is what it did for um, how much it contributed to the civil rights movement. Oh, yeah. Like you said, there was the black pop charts and there was the white charts, which yeah. obviously in itself, that's not really, you know, yeah. music's for everyone. I, it, no... Maybe people didn't care about that. Maybe it was like the, the, the radio stations and the media yeah. trying to, you know, put people people and communities into music categories. Yeah. But, but well, people just want to have same. fun, isn't it? So, exactly. so, yeah, so rock and roll, that's, that's the other really important element of rock and roll. Is a cultural thing. It's not like it was uh, for everyone. Yeah, it's for everyone. So if you want to dance, have a good time. Rock and roll is for you. Yeah, doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, etc. So no one, no one cares. It's just about you know, rocking yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, the um, rock and roll, as we said, it started in the early '40s and well, sorry, late '40s and early 1950s. from my notes, it, we started in the south of the USA, but what it did is it incorporated a multitude of genres, didn't it? It combined it them. Yeah. Uh, one quote that I found I found really interesting that actually I, I thought about was that it it's uh, African musical tradition with European instrumentation. Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. Because there were some loads of new rhythms in rock and roll. So is, really isn't it rock and roll the first music genre to actually combine? A lot of stuff, not yeah. like like yeah. combining two things. Like if if you listen to you know early jazz and then they have ragtime and blues, but if you listen to rock and roll, it's literally everything that happened before rock blues, and roll is included country, in rock and roll. Bluegrass, yeah. gospel, R and B, even some yeah. jazz elements as well. Yeah, sure. It's uh yeah. But if if, if if you think about okay, one thing I want to uh, talk about is how it changed from that early rock and roll let's do like a big jump in history from that time to right now so what was rock and roll back then and what is rock and roll right now because it has evolved in a way and i think rock and roll is not dead because it has evolved it's not the same we couldn't just be you know playing elvis songs nowadays i mean we can i still listen to elvis i I listen to it on the way to the the game but we couldn't keep doing that same musicians couldn't just keep playing that same style nowadays and say yeah this is rock and roll we can't um deviate deviate from this and we need to stick to what elvis did and what johnny cash did whatever no what we're doing uh, what people do now if you listen to you know dream theater that's that's rock Mm, rock yeah, and roll, prog yeah. rock, whatever. So, what is for you? Question for you, Lars. That defines rock and roll beyond the music. Because if you keep talking about, you know, the uh, um, the genres that that were mixed in order to f- to create rock and roll, then yeah, we keep, we could have a whole show just about you that. Mean aside from yeah, the music. but aside from the musical um, side, why isn't rock and roll still alive? Why can we still call some sort of music rock and roll? Well, for me, I think rock and roll is definitely an attitude and a way of life more than anything. I mean, we've already planned um, numerous shows, obviously, in advance of what we're going to do, and we've written the albums that we want to discuss. And have we? I have. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to tell you. Thanks for doing yeah. the hard work. <laughs> um, but some of these albums that I've put, for example, they're not by rock and roll bands. Uh, I've got a Metallica album in there. That's I've got an I Made an album in there. I've got an album by the band. 
Which yeah. band? Yeah. Which the band. The band? <laughs> wait, 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 that band? Yeah. The band, the band. The band, the band. The yeah. band, the band. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan's band, the band. The band, the um, band. Which, I mean, they're, 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 they're so obviously Americana, that band, and Metallica is so obviously metal, but you have to think of rock and roll as pushing boundaries, deviating from the norm, and, uh, well, in a broader sense, fighting the system. Fighting the system. And I so think with rock these and bands roll, who did new things, that is roll, a fight of the system. Yeah, so rock and roll is mainstream, but it does question the mainstream as well. Or, or I think so. I think there's room for debate on that. I don't think all rock and roll is mainstream, nor has it been. Because in the, a lot of the time in the early 50s, when rock and roll... Well, I mean, I was reading that a comic book came out in the early 50s. Um, I don't know who it was written by, but it was delivered or... Uh, handed out to parents in America. And the story of this comic book was that um, a young daughter had the choice to marry two men. She went for the guy who liked rock and roll and the parents were distraught. And they, they presented her with some lovely guy who played classical music. And the parents said, yeah, you should marry this guy, not the rock and roller. <laughs> and so, you know, even the early rock and roll, Parents didn't like it, just like they didn't like the Beatles early in the 60s. They tried to kind of market the Beatles as something that could be accepted by the parents as well, but... But earlier on they didn't. The parents didn't like it earlier on. And the Rolling Stones, they did the opposite. It was like, um, after two weeks without having a shower, the Rolling Stones are arriving in America. They said something (laughs) like that. It's like, because they they wanted to be, you know, against the the, the mainstream. So it really was opposite. The Beatles were the good boys, the parents didn't like the Rolling Stones Stones were the the bad boys. boys. But, you know, some people would buy both, isn't it? So it's it's, it's the kind of, um, yeah, so you could kind of try to sell rock and roll as against mainstream, as like, yeah. uh, but regardless of, of what kind of attitude you're going to take towards rock and roll, it has to have an attitude. It yeah. can't just be music. Or does, for does the it sake have of it. to have? But it's kind of natural for rock and roll to, to uh, imply some sort of um, attitude. So uh, yeah, you, you, kind of, you kind of think, well, if it's rock and roll, something's going on. It's not just the music. And, you know, when you think about punk rock, and when I think about, um, you know, all, all those bands that, that were just trying to be noisy and and um, and maybe uh, try to clash with the, the, the establishment. So, yeah, there's that as well. I mean, um, and in the well, 70s, you know, all the hippies would be listening to Led Zeppelin. And, yeah. and, well, from the outset, rock and roll was a rebellious term because rock and roll. Do you know what the term rock and roll means? No. It means sex. Does it? Rocking and rolling in bed. Oh, didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's the, that's the slang for sex. So that's I don't know if it was ever... Obviously, we weren't around in the 50s, but I'm not sure if it was, if it was ever used. But uh, I can't imagine sort of being a party and saying to some woman, do you want to go up for some rock and roll? Yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to go back to mine for some rock so and roll? Imagine, so imagine <laughs> saying that on a radio or on a yeah, song. Or, exactly. Yeah, maybe so, rock around the clock was that, you know? Rock well, around I the wouldn't clock. put it past I, Bill Haley. Yeah, exactly. So, that, so that's the kind of stuff, I mean, yeah. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you can say nowadays. If, you, if you're, uh, like, I don't know, hip-hop artist, you can talk about sex or drugs or whatever uh, uh, without having to... Uh, and I think we owe it to rock and roll yeah. that it let us and let musicians express themselves. Yeah, sure. Before that, you think of all the music that came before that, it was very regimented. Um, 
I mean, lyrics weren't daring. They weren't. They wouldn't have been controversial. Like you know, back in the thirties, you had quite a lot of uh, jazz, swing, musical songs yeah. like from the shows, Showtime music, and they wouldn't have been daring. I don't. So think. all the rebels would be listening to rock. Well, That's you've got to thing. thank rock and roll. I mean, why can rappers sing about whatever they want now? Drugs, sex, so all that stuff. Why do... can metal sing? You know, we've got a band called Cannibal Corpse, whose every album is named after defiling humans and drinking their blood. <laughs> I, like, I like Cannibal Corpse, by the way, but yeah, their, their song titles and album titles are very vulgar. But but you have to think rock and roll allowed this to happen because it, it was the first one to push the boundaries both both musically and lyrically. So rock and roll is musical freedom. I like that, yeah. If you listen yeah. to Zappa, you can't really put a label in that, innit? No, but no. It's... it's 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 musical freedom, isn't yeah. it? Musicians can do you know some some rock bands will play seventeen minute songs, and some bands will do a minute and a half song, or, and but this whatever. is why we still consider them rock and roll. Yeah, so that's why you can have uh, um, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, and Metallica yeah. in the same music yeah. genre. Well, there you have you just it. call it rock. I think that's pretty a pretty good def definition of what me and myself and Felipe would call and define rock and roll. And I like what you said there, the last line. Rock and roll is musical freedom. So it doesn't matter if you're metal, Americana, gospel, as long as you are uh, pushing those boundaries in some way or another, maybe musically or lyrically, or even with, you know, your instrumentation. You just mentioned Zappa. Yeah. How many times, you know, all these instruments Zappa has in his band, you know, you wouldn't consider any of them rock jazz or rock and roll you know yeah. he's got he's got kazoos in his music but you know, if he, pushing the boundaries i don't know if zappa would call himself a rock artist but if he did or or if anyone who plays that sort of uh, um weird music just yeah. says oh this is rock and roll you would have to accept it yeah because rock has less boundaries or no boundaries at all. And if that's the attitude they've taken yeah. to writing their music, then, like we said, it's rock and roll. There you go. Mm. Attitude again. So it's all about, you know. Well, we thought we'd now take this little little moment to tell you guys about us a bit because, you know, you're sat here, we've just sat talking about uh, what is our definition of rock and roll. Um, and you might have seen from our social media, we have posted a few things of uh, about us. Um, so let's just talk for a few minutes, Felipe, about how we know each other, our careers, and yeah. why, and to our audience, why uh, we are the people who you should be, uh, <laughs> or why you. Yeah, thank you for coming and trusting us with this. <laughs> yeah, thanks <laughs> with, a lot with for our, being, I mean, you're still listening to yeah, us. It is our we're opinion. We're not that boring. It is our yeah. opinion, <laughs> but we're just going to tell you a bit about ourselves now, um, as to hopefully uh, get, gain some more trust. Yeah. Um, why don't you go for it, Felipe? Tell, tell um, us about yourself. Who is Felipe? Uh, so yeah, well, I'm a drummer. That's just to start with. Um, so I'm a rock and roll drummer. Get out! So. I didn't know you drummed. <laughs> no, sorry, no drummers on the show. Only proper musicians. <laughs> Only music. Yeah, I always wanted to be a musician. Yeah, though I wasn't right. good enough. So sorry, that, Dash, call the guitarist. I need someone else. I need someone else. Yeah. <laughs> always, seriously, I always wanted to be a musician. Couldn't make it too complicated. You know, notes, chords, scales, too much for me. So I became a drummer. I uh, no, I actually started. Um, I, I wanted to be a drummer since I was like six or seven, but I didn't have you know the money to, to buy a drum kit. So my dad gave me my first drum kit when I was 14. Oh, nice. Uh, back in Brazil. So I'm from Brazil. A bit far from the UK, isn't it? Uh, it takes two buses to get here. I wonder if our um, listeners were thinking, that's a weird English accent. Where's he from? Yeah, there's the... <laughs> some island up in Scotland. <laughs> so yeah, I'm from South America. So yeah, although I'm from South America, I've always listened to, uh, um, to rock music since I was young. Um, 
pretty much due to my, my dad's influence because he was a big fan of Credence, um, uh, Deep Purple, Zeppelin, all those guys. So I, I grew up listening to Brazilian music, like Samba and, and, and Bayon and all those, those things, and rock and roll, especially British rock and roll. So that's, that's why when I, so I started uh, playing professionally in Brazil when I was 17. Uh, so long story short, after a while playing tribute bands, playing that kind of stuff, I've decided to do a degree in music. So I've moved to London because I thought I want to do, in a, you know, in a, either in the UK or America. And the UK, I kind of felt more connected to it. So because it was because of rock and roll. Well, you've been listening always, to yeah, British bands British, most yes, of your British life. bands most of my life. So, uh, so I thought it was a good decision. And um, so I spent the last seven years in the UK learning English and music. And uh, and playing and gigging, so I've I've played loads of gigs in London's blues scene, uh, which I believe it's one of the most important things I did in my life is to play with blues artists. So you learn, you know, from the very origins of rock and roll, and you learn how you need to be good at blues to understand rock and roll. So that's that's one well, one important. Just thing. quickly on London, um, I know you're talking about the blues scene, which I know obviously. Yeah. I, I, I know we went to uni together, but um, we've done a few gigs together in the London blues scene. But London itself is such a diverse area yeah. uh, musically. Yeah. I think how many famous metal venues you have in London. Yeah. And you've got blues venues, jazz bars. London really is like there's the musical always, capital of England, isn't it? Yeah, and there's always good music in, you know... You can turn any street in London and exactly. there'll be some good music. Yeah, so I, I, had the, the, uh, I was lucky enough to play from small pubs to big music festivals over the last uh, seven years and I met this guy at university uh, studying music playing together you know um, for those who are listening he's pointing at me yeah, yeah. that's Lars <laughs> this guy this guy means Lars uh, so yeah I met Lars at university so we played, we played uh, uh, together you know during the university lessons and stuff like that we we wrote music arrangements together and uh, and then we played in a musical theatre show The Girl From Mars just a shout to Julia. Thanks for, for having us, the girl from Mars. That was really, really cool. Well, that really matured our yeah. relationship, didn't it? Because yeah. we were on tour together. Um... Yeah, exactly. So we actually became good friends during that time and uh, we always worked together. So, yeah, uh, so that's a bit of my uh, story. And Excellent. obviously, I, uh, the last um, three years, so I joined Jack J. Hutchinson's band. And Lars owed me that one because um, I got him the job. Just say. So yeah, I got you the girl from Mars job. That's I got right. you Jack's job. And this yeah, is, yeah, 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 fair there enough. This is kind of the next level. So, I, <laughs> so I, I, let's I, talk about you. I owe sir. you half a one. Yeah, half a one. Um, let's talk about you. Well, sir. about me. Um, Who is Lazarus Michaelidis? It's a lot less interesting in terms of the travelling arrangements. <laughs> I haven't been all over the world yet. Um, born and raised in London. That's it. Yeah. So I was born in London. In, Boring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was born in London in 1995. Um, and yeah, quite a lot of my childhood was very music based in the sense of, you know, I didn't have piano lessons when I was three um, or anything like that, but we, we used to, I used to always love listening to what my dad listened to. And my dad, I, I must have exhausted the Queen Greatest Hits 1 CD. And I just loved every track on that. And I, I can, even now I can tell you, I'll tell you this is the order of all 18 songs because I loved it that much. Um, and it, Queen played a massive part in my childhood because there was quite a lot of things on that album that made me question musical aspects. You know, I, I'd obviously seen people strumming a guitar and singing, but 
I wanted to know on Killer Queen, I wanted to know how Brian May got that kind of sound on his guitar. He's, uh, Freddie Mercury says, uh, he's faithful as a pussycat. And Brian May does this, wow, that sounds like a meow of a cat. That's and so every cool. time I was like, how do you do that? Like, I was just so how curious. <laughs> and then, on, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody as well. And I'm listening on the speakers and it comes from here. Um, you know, uh, never let me go, let me go, no, 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 you know, from either sides of my ear. And I'm sat there going, how did this happen? Like, you know, like, you got to remember, I'm like, I'm probably eight to ten years old when I'm hearing this. And I'm like, this is just nuts. So <laughs> Queen played a big part. And then there was one moment for me where my dad played me a 26-minute version of Dazed and Confused from The Song Remains the Same. I love that. And we went into the dining room in my house where the speakers were. He turned the lights off. He put our two comfiest chairs in the dining room and he told me to sit back, close your eyes and enjoy this. And he hit play. And for 26 minutes, I sat there and I was just like, holy shit, what is this? And I've just got Jimmy Page with his bow, John Paul Jones with that. Do, do, do. Just, and was my that, mind was, was blown. Was that bass riff that made you want to play It was, bass? it was. Do you know what? It was the same song, but a different occurrence. My uncle actually played me the riff on his bass. Um, around the same time and that's what made me want to pick up a bass and so since then I mean the rest is history really I just um, I learned the bass I was learning my favourite stuff from the Beatles Queen Zappa Iron Maiden Metallica studied music for a good few years you know did it at GCSE level got my A levels in music um, and then went to the Institute of Music in London where I uh, met this guy I'm, point, I'm pointing yeah, at Felipe. Um, and yeah, and like, you know, we, we studied together. I did a higher diploma and then a degree, but we met on the degree. Yeah. And um, Felipe said the rest, really. We've done functions together. We were in a jazz trio together. We've done Brit, the Britpop touring theatre show. And now we both play with uh, rock artist Jack J. Hutchinson. And we're quite happily touring the world and um, playing his music and producing his new album, aren't we? And... When I put it like that, it sounds really cool. It does, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's us really, and a um, little bit of insight into who we are and why you should, or why we hope you trust us, in our opinion. Um, but it is backed up by very, you know, a lot of musical knowledge. We did. Um, do you know what? I remember in university we did that history of popular music lecture, yeah, which I always found so interesting because it really branched and connected the gaps between certain genres you know uh he would say to us okay let's look at metal in relation to blues and you and me were like what <laughs> like yeah. how, how do these connect and then he started saying okay well with blues let's look at um uh sabbath's take sabbath's take on blues so is that sabbath in their early album they did some blues there was yeah. definitely bluesy stuff in their first yeah. album and then they got heavier and heavier out of sabbath you end up getting bands like you know iron maiden and metallica and that's how the the, the gaps bridged yeah, you know, so it's, just, it's great, isn't it? Just seeing the links. I think, and the yeah, understanding history and understanding what, where those guys came from. Yeah, is really cool. Well, let's let's take a look then as to where rock and roll came from and the origins and how it started. Um, as I mean, we discussed earlier that it was the late forties and early fifties, the south of the USA, um, a culmination basically of gospel music, R and B. Um, Jump blues, jazz, boogie woogie, and our, uh, and gospel as well. Yeah, I think I think it's it's hard to define. Um, first of all, is my camera still rolling? Just to check, you know, that's an important question. Okay, my camera is still rolling, so I can keep talking. Um, we don't even need to edit this because I know it's it's that's <laughs> how we do the show. Um, so this is the thing. <laughs> it's like the, the rehearsal yeah, that gets put out onto a bootleg CD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, 
I think it's it's not that easy to describe where it started and um, and uh, um, how. It, yeah, because it, it, I think it happens. I, I've mentioned uh, Bill Haley and Fats Domino, but they were just just two of the guys who were doing what we call rock and roll. And it's like um, I think when a new music genre starts, you have loads of people kind of naturally. Uh, uh, moving into that direction and um, uh, obviously mixing up things that existed before them. So yeah. it's it's it was a natural thing that that the rock and roll came about at that specific time. Especially because like uh, it, it was easier to you know buy instruments as well, and the guitar was becoming more and more popular. And I believe the guitar is is what uh, for most people at the time is what defined the sound of rock and roll. As I said to you, I you think, would have people playing the piano quite fast and doing that kind of stuff. But I think something uh, we should point out: electrically amplified guitar. Yes, I don't think you'd find many acoustic yes. guitars in those early rock and rolls. No, That's what defined exactly. it as well, wasn't it? Yeah, again, so again, electric pushing guitar, the boundaries, pushing the boundaries, getting getting a getting an electric guitar in your face as opposed yeah. to a nice acoustic. And I think at, yeah, at a certain point, rock and roll uh, turned into rock. Because yeah. nowadays, if you want to just uh, if you listen to something that sounds loud and noisy, that that's the thing, isn't it? What is rock and roll in one word? Noise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, distorted guitars. Yeah, nice noise sometimes. Yeah, nice but, noise. Yeah. <laughs> loudness and and you know. Um, but you know, a few a few music historians and critics have actually cited that that there has been not an exact moment, but a, a, a year with let's let's be generous and give a year either side of when rock and roll. Not changed to rock, but where the distinction came in. Yeah. And some people think that 1965 was that year. And the reason for that um, is because there was a big key moment, which is where Bob Dylan stopped using his acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah, that was quite shocking at the yeah. time, wasn't it? Because, some, you know, his folk fans didn't want him to, to you know, just give up on, on the yeah. acoustic guitar. Because I think I was a folk singer. I think... But he was still rock and roll. Well, that's the thing about Bob Dylan. He wasn't just a folk singer. Yeah. He was a storyteller. That's a how poet. I say Bob. Yeah. So as a storyteller, you can tell stories in many different ways. Yeah. So he was changing the way he was telling the story. As his lyrics kind of got um, more, I don't know, angry you know, and questioning the, the, the establishment. So it makes a lot of sense to make them slightly louder or noisier. Yeah. So I mean, to make the song, yeah. yeah. So I, so why not electric guitar? And he was, he was a clever guy. He was like, okay, there's this kind of a new popular instrument now, which is the, you know, the guitar. So why am I? Well, it wasn't a new instrument, but you know, uh, it was becoming more uh, popular. Yeah. And it was like, why am I not using it? I should be using electric guitars as well. And what? I, I think that's a big question for rock and roll. Uh, songwriters is the why not it's yeah. not about why are you going to do something it's why not yeah so why not playing electric guitar so he did that and i think yeah that that's a really really important moment in in, in rock and from that moment things started changing not not just because dylan did it but yeah. again people i wouldn't say they were bored of what we call traditional rock and roll but then like you said there's more ideas why not get an electric bass player in because you have to remember uh, as a bass did i mention i'm a bass player it's it's the thing about me that everyone forgets because bass is the guy who just sits at the back. No one no one cares, I'd say, but yeah. Just get in the corner, yes. play the root note yeah. as we tell you in time with the drums. Um, <laughs> but the bass is a new instrument. We have to remember that the bass yeah. is only about the fifty years bass, old. Yeah. Well, so now the bass is about seventy years old, which compare it to a guitar. 
your violins, everything. You know, it's it's a very new instrument. And like we're saying here, why wouldn't you start adding an electric? You know, Bill Haley used an upright bass, not yeah. him, but his yeah. band. Yeah. Um, Fast Elvis Donner as well. Used, yeah, they would have all used upright basses. So the electric bass was a very new instrument. And like you said, with Dylan going to his electric guitar, why wouldn't bands have started going with some electric basses? Yeah. And, and then, you know, this and is just where it changed. And things, people started to branch off and do different things. And that's where apparently mid 60s rock and roll didn't die. But some aspects of it came and became rock. Yeah, and if I think if rock and roll hasn't turned into rock, it would have died. So yeah, you, you think know, that we need to rock would get, to come out? I of think it. it would get boring. As I said to you, I can keep listening to Elvis. Yeah. Until the day I die. But even Elvis reinvented himself somehow. Yeah, and, he did the gospel know, stuff towards. Yeah, his later exactly. Days, but the he? thing, if he didn't do that, if he just decided to stick to a formula. It would have become boring. You can listen to the early stuff forever, but you, for an artist, they can't just keep doing the early stuff. If if you want to, you know, if you want to rock and roll, I you got to keep challenging wonder. yourself. Unless you're ACDC, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they can keep doing the same thing forever, and people still love them, and I love them. Not me. Uh, yeah. uh, Sorry. Can you say that? Yeah. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, I think I think what's interesting is that there's a metal band out there who actually I did really like for a lot of uh, for a long time. They're called Volbeat. And they define themselves as Elvis metal. And they've got metal music. And it's really good metal music. Some of their riffs are really cool. But the guy sings like Elvis. $16. And he does that. And he's got a really great Elvis tone to it. And I think what you're saying is that we can, and I do listen to Elvis quite a lot. You know, I'm a big fan of his. And I've got a whole playlist with all of my favourites. But had it just gone on and on and on and on and not changed... We wouldn't have bands like Volbeat. No. Even through the direct links, yeah. you know, the indirect links, there wouldn't be bands sure. like, uh, well, Metallica, we've just said, you know, the, the, the natural yeah. progression of how things have gone. I Maybe not Metallica, but you understand what I mean. Yeah. Elvis did his part in music's uh, evolution. And if all we had was Elvis and music never got better after that, then we might not like Elvis so much because it just gets so boring and tiresome. Yeah, exactly. And also, you've got to think that... Um, it's all about breaking your own rules, which is something quite hard to do. Yeah. Some, you know, some artists from other genres they wouldn't dare to do that. Shall I break my own rules? Like I'm famous as a country singer. I'm going to sing country like that until the day I die. I'm not going to change it. So that's what people do. I mean, in most uh, music styles, rock and roll is about like I'm going to challenge my own rules. And talking about that, I just want to. I'm, I'm not like here concerned about the you know uh, following the chronology of history of rock it's not what this show's all about it's kind of i think we, we we're kind of trying to um define what it is what, absolutely what, yeah what yeah. rock is and i said something i'm going to contradict myself in a good way now i said like the distorted guitars they play a big role in, in rock rock music so if you listen to rolling stone's satisfaction it's like probably the most famous uh, distorted guitar riff of all times and it was one of the earliest if not the first with that level of distortion it's a very simple thing you know few notes only but it's it does define what rock and roll is and and you 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 can hear the riff like from the, it's played uh during the whole song but can i say something mm -hmm. i don't think for me a satisfaction i don't think that defines what rock and roll is I think that riff defines rock. Yeah, 
Okay, so that that's a good uh, uh, example of the transition between rock and roll and yeah. rock, which means more freedom, isn't it? So yeah, the Rolling Stones exactly. were like, we're not blues anymore. You know, yeah. we're doing we're not the kind of blues early rock. We're doing this kind yeah. of noisy thing, and the lyrics are all about questioning the establishment. Yeah, and again, uh, um, you have the guitar as the main element, but in the same way, in the seven, early seventies, you got Emerson, Lake, and Palmer starting the first album with a distorted bass and they didn't have a guitar player. Really? So yeah, Emerson Lake and Palmer. I haven't listened Keith, to them that, that much. But... Emerson on keyboards and piano and Carl Palmer on drums and Greg Lake played bass. bass and singing. No guitar. He, yeah, he played with uh, King Crimson before, I guess, and uh, as, as bass player and singer and then he started his own band with, with um, We have to do that Palmer. album, Court of the Crimson King. We oh, have that's to do a that good one. one. Yeah, we should we... do Emerson Lake and Palmer's first album as well. It's, it's fantastic. We'll do it, we'll it to the list. But yeah, the, it, it does include a song with you know acoustic guitar at the end but the whole thing is rock and roll is so crazy and so free that you can have a rock band without a guitar. That's the that's that the freedom the thing, that it? rock and roll allows. Yeah. It allows you to to record a rock and roll album without, without a guitar. guitar. Yeah, we've just spent still quite a bit of time saying yeah. that rock and roll is about the guitar. And it's that's why I said I'm contradicting myself. Here. No, no, but it's, it's still a good contradiction. Yeah, but you, you, there's no way to to label that kind of music. Yeah. Without using the, the word rock, you can say prog rock or, yeah. or heavy rock, folk rock, folk rock, <laughs> blues rock, but it's still rock. Yeah. Rock is there, you know. So I believe rock's not dead yet. No, well, no, no. I <laughs> Maybe we'll yeah, never die. I agree. <laughs> um, excellent. Right. So do you know what we're we're going to do a few segments on this show that we hope to make sort of weekly or episodely things um first of all please give us a follow on our social medias um the show is at long live rnr pod on instagram and twitter um, we're going to create a facebook page as well for you guys to like and share stuff too um, myself i'm on instagram i'm at laz unleashed and my esteemed co-host here is at Feed the Drummer. Feed underline. Feed underscore the drummer. Underscore. That's it. So we do that because Felipe has a passion, not only for rock and roll and Formula One, but for food. Yeah, I do. Um, and we often joke <laughs> on tour, you know, like when Felipe says... All Felipe, sorts of food. What do you want to do today, Felipe? I don't know, man. I just want to eat. As long as we eat, that's fine. So <laughs> we have this joke of, you know, he'll be okay, Felipe will be okay, as long as we feed the drummer. So one of our segments on this show is I thought that what we would do is we would actually feed the drummer. So I'm presenting Felipe with a plate of food here. And the plate of food is going to, in one way or another, link back to a band, a musician, or I mean I don't want to go for a song because that might be quite hard for you. I thought about getting I thought about getting a pizza and making you say, "Take another little pizza, my heart, babe." But that's oh, too that's, hard. Nah. <laughs> that's, and we're not going to do no, any puns. We're not going right? to go down that. <laughs> no, no. So this is what I've got for you. Um, so this is on the menu today. We have Greek souvlaki. Uh, I'm Greek for anyone who uh, who doesn't know where my last name's from. Um, and this is Greek pork that we've done on the barbecue yesterday, or my uncle did it. Uh, you cook it for a good two hours. How are you enjoying it? It's really good. Yeah, good, good, good. This yeah. is proper, proper Greek food. It is. What's your guess musically? I don't want to guess, I just want to eat. No, you I'm, have I'm, to guess. That's do I have to? Right, you have to. Well, we won't do so this. So is there a relation between this 
And music. Yes. An album? A band? Why don't you think a bit and take a few guesses and then I'll, I'll start narrowing it down. If God, this is hard. <laughs> Greek meat. Rock. Jeeps. Okay, do you know I'll make it? I'll, I'll give you the category. It's a musician. Meatloaf. <laughs> no, no. That would have been good. No, too obvious. I, no, I would have actually made meatloaf had we done meatloaf. <laughs> okay. Um, Still meat. Yeah, but think, um, think about what you're eating. God, I don't know. No? Mm. You know what you're eating. I know what I'm eating, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. A band that relates well, to this. a musician. A musician, sorry, yeah. A musician. Yeah. A singer. A drummer, actually. A drummer. Yeah. A drummer. Think about what you're eating. What are you eating? What is this? You know what it is. You yeah, had it yesterday for dinner. Oh, does this relate to a drummer? What meat is it? Don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> if I tell you it's Greek souvlaki, it's Greek pork. Pork? Yeah. A drummer. Pork. Do you want the answer? No. Let me think. <laughs> let me think. Pork. <laughs> Pork. You're gonna. I think you're I gonna hate me for this. Oh, really I think of Nick Mason because of animals on the no, big. No, uh, no, this no. is a bit more literal. More literal. Yeah, I want it to go easy big. for now. Pork. Don't know, man. You got me there. Ready? No. Jeff Porkara. <laughs> Doesn't it get more stupid than this? No, man. That's no. It's that's right, Jeff Porkara. Pork. <laughs> That should have been the first thing you thought when I put pork down. No, it shouldn't. Why? Pork, pork, <laughs> It's not the same thing. God. The no, difference is that it's a C instead of a K. All right. You know, next time, I'm going to eat a little bit more. Uh, next time, I want to introduce me to a new band. That's what I think we'll do new from now on. New food, yeah. a new band. What we'll do is I'll introduce you to a new band as I'm doing the food. Yeah. yeah. So if I... Uh, feed me with music. Feed the drummer. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's it for this week's episode of uh, segment of Feed the Drummer. Um, did you enjoy the pork? Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Poor Carl, come on. <laughs> All right, guys. Now I'm going to introduce you to a new uh, segment of the show called Lass Unleashed. There's a reason for this name, isn't there? You and Jack attribute it to me on tour. Exactly, because whilst on on the road, Lars would make some very controversial comments on, you know, classic rock songs. Purely Um, opinion. It's all my opinion. Controversial (laughs) comments, that's how I call them. And you might hate him for this. He's a nice guy, so please don't hate him. So every show, Lars is going to unleash his um, anger and his controversial opinions about things that you might like. So I'd like to say, though... Uh, go on. Disclaimer. This does not represent my opinion. <laughs> and also, important to note that we don't want you to feel offended. Okay. So... Well, I'm sticking up for the 5% of you who agree with what I have to say. Because I think a lot of what I have to say is shared... 
There are opinions that agree with mine, but not everyone's too scared to say it. So okay, I'm gonna you're going to be the voice of the voiceless. Uh, yes, yeah. that's like that's something like that. All right. Um, so on this week's segment of Laz Unleashed, you were talking earlier, and we did allude to it about ACDC, and I just want to say that I. I appreciate what ACDC have done for rock music and for and that as rock and roll as they are, you know. But I don't like their music. I think they're very boring, I'm very off. dull. He's going. I'm off. Right, I said I didn't want the drummer. Dash, call the guitarist. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I find the the guitarists sound very similar. Um, I don't feel like there's much variation in guitarists. Vocal melodies. I mean, they can play. Angus Young can play. The rhythm section are tight. Uh, I don't know the singer's name. Is it Bon Scott? Well, yeah. There's two of them, isn't there? Yeah, Brian Johnson. Uh, it, bon both of them yeah. are brilliant. It's just never clicked to me. I've never heard a song and said, you know what, I'm going to listen to that again. Um, and I hear new songs and I thought, well, that's not much different to what I heard the other time. I think I think there's... You know what I like? You Shook Me All Night Long. I think that's a great chorus. Um... Other than that, I can't say I like an ACDC song, unfortunately. So you know, wait a minute, can I say that again? Of course, yeah. You can't say you like an ACDC song. Is that what you just said? Apart from the one song. You shook me all night long is listenable. Listenable. If it comes on Ladies a Ladies and gents, one of the <laughs> seriously, one of the most classic rock songs of all time. I, I will say listenable. listenable. I will sum it up this listenable. Way. Listenable. I will, Just that. I will sum it up this way. If it comes on on a random Spotify playlist, it will be skipped. This does not represent my opinion. That, that's how we'll end every... Um... You have to tell me when you agree with me, though. There might be certain instances but, uh, where I you agree. I would never officially agree with you because you know, I care <laughs> That's the whole about... point of this segment. Yeah, I, I care about people uh, not throwing stones at me and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, for my own health and safety, I would never agree with what you say during Lars Unleashed. He, just so. he might, guys. He just he won't say it. He has to... Con- he has to he has not going to gonna keep, get a confession. He has here. to keep his official position of not agreeing. You're That's not, fine. You're not going to get a confession from me you know some funny things when, we, when we're in the band when we're doing stuff with Jack and talking about how we proceed sometimes I'll say an opinion and Felipe's response is always well you know it's my position to disagree with Laz and offer another <laughs> opinion but it's true because I think we do that well because I will offer Jack an opinion on something and you will offer uh, another opinion that does coincide with mine and I'll tell you sometimes when I feel strongly about this opinion it's a little annoying but I think it's important for Jack to have two sides of an opinion, which is why is I completely it, respect what you do. Is it important important for our listeners to have a second opinion about things they like? <laughs> like what, ACDC? <laughs> well, listen, get in touch with us on our social medias. Tell me if you disagree or disagree, uh, if you agree or disagree with me. Tell us how much you love ACDC. And those That's of you, those, the voiceless, those of you in the 1%, Tell us how much you dislike ACDC because yeah, I'm not no, alone. Don't. I know I'm not I'm alone. I'm going to edit this out. No, this can't, <laughs> just, just delete all the emails it. before not, I get No, this is not going to make the final cut. <laughs> Excellent. Well, but um, that's rock and roll, isn't it? It's to be controversial as well. And it's to kind of question whatever um, people like and try to do yeah, something different. Exactly, exactly. That's why rock and roll is not dead yet. Perfect. Well, that brings us to the end of episode one. Um, been really good talking, man. I mean, we've, yeah. we've obviously discussed rock and roll a lot in depth on tour and whilst we're together in hotel rooms and stuff like that. But um, good to get our teeth into it and actually sit down and discuss and say, what is rock and roll? And I think the best way you summed it up was 
rock and roll is musical freedom. Yeah. And I think that I don't think it can be summed up any better than that. I think that's what uh, this this show is supposed to be all about. Yeah. Like freedom. We just want to talk about things we want to talk. Yeah. Um, you know, all things rock and roll, and um, and share some of our views with people. Uh, maybe the, re- we maybe, like, the maybe, bands we like. Yeah. Maybe recommend some bands as well. I think we should have. I'm just you know. Uh, deciding this right now we should have a playlist with all the artists we mentioned today why not brilliant idea yeah. Didn't think and then share some Some of it. you might not know some of the songs and some of you might know a lot more about rock and roll than we do so give us yeah send us stuff. suggestions feed as well feed the drummer and the bass feed player. the drummer yeah you know send us some, some <laughs> suggestions if you want to you know um uh, if you want us to talk about some specific bands or albums as well, we want to hear from you. Absolutely, yeah. Like do we, we said, want to hear from we you? do. Like we said, we're going to do um, uh, a lot of shows that will be discussing a particular album or a particular band, and just c- cementing and explaining to you guys why why we feel that this band or this album has a place in rock and rock and roll history. So, if there's any albums or bands or moments in rock and roll you'd like us to discuss, give us a message. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Um, but for now guys thank you so much for listening um, we've been the Long Live Rock and Roll podcast I've been Laz and uh, to my right it's been Felipe and uh, get us on social medias we are at Long Live RNR pod on Instagram and Twitter Felipe is at feed underscore the drummer and I am at Laz Unleashed thank you so much for joining us and for being part of our first episode keep rocking everyone and long live rock and roll mm-hmm.